my older brother, Steve, he ended up being the first ones to find us. And, um, the firefighters, like, we can't get the stoke baskets up. Like my back's hurt. Like I can't do this. So my brother, Steve ended up carrying the stoke baskets up to us. And, um, then he just kind of propelled us down and, and got us life lighted. But, um, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy that, uh, he kind of had to step up and do that, but that's, that's what's so awesome about CrossFit and like owning an affiliate. I, I take a deep passion in working with anybody who's a first responder because I don't want anybody else to go through that experience of almost feeling helpless to an extent where somebody can't perform their, their job. So, um, it really goes, I, I put a lot out to, to those first responders that, that really take, take the job seriously. And, um, and, and that's what they do. And, and they come into the gym and like they're training, they're training for their job and it's incredible. And I love working with those guys because it's, it's, it's something that's serious and, um, they really do hold people's lives in their hands and by them being fit up for their, for, for the job, that's going to help a lot of people. In partnership with the Morning Chalk Up and part of the Morning Chalk Up podcast network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions. But check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe and uh, you have a public profile and me, you may be our next winner. Thanks. Okay, can we talk about the most delicious protein bars ever made? They have 20 grams of protein, no added sugar. The macros are phenomenal, like 200 calories. They are delicious, like a treat. Can't believe that the macros are the way they are and that the nutrients are what they are because they taste like a candy bar. Um, and I know my candy bars pretty well. I'm like a Snickers type of person. There's no aftertaste. They have so many flavors to choose from. If you don't, if you're not a fan of the caramel cashew, they've got salty peanut. They have a hazelnut nougat. They've got a chocolate dough, a crispy fudge, um, cookies and cream, white chocolate almond. They're all delicious, but check them out at bearbells.com and uh, try some for yourself. You won't be sorry. They're delicious. Totally awesome. Uh, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host. I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness, and these are my friends. And we have Kat and Charlie with us today, as well as a very special friend, Spencer Pancheck. What's going on, Spencer? Not too much. Glad to be here today. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So I want to intro everybody because I got a chance to spend a weekend with you and Sachs um, during the Rogue Invitational. And you are a very different athlete than your brothers. <laughs> That's true. They are, they are very similar. They're very strategic. They're very methodical. And I think your term is you like to do it for the people. Absolutely. That's, I can't say it any better. <laughs> and so, um, so you like to go out fast, just like Charlie and I, until the wheels come off and try to hang on for dear life. 
it's, it's pretty close, <laughs> except <if> we, try <laughs> and keep, we try and keep the wheels on as long as we can. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I just want people to know kind of the athlete you are now let's kind of go back in time and how you got into CrossFit. Yeah. So, um, you had a very horrific hiking accident with your friends when you were young. And we talked to Saxon about this back on episode six, but we're now on like one thirty something. So, so, uh, so I want to recap that and kind of get your perspective of that story. So if you can just tell people like what happened that day. Yeah. So, um, it happened, I was like 11 or 12, um, right around there, but, uh, Saxon and myself, we went on a, uh, uh, a hike with a couple of friends and, um, it was like, it was literally like today, beautiful day, 60, 70 degrees. Um, least we're just starting to come in and, um, we were hiking along a trail and, um, as we were hiking, the ground kind of gave way. And, uh, there was a girl that we were with that fell down and, um, we saw her laying down there. So, uh, Saxon and myself, we tried to figure out how they get down and, um, Saxon then fell down and, uh, I saw him and I figured I had to try and find a way to get down and, and help them. And, um, it ended up being all three of us really falling and, um, it was 75 feet down a cliff and, uh, we all ended up getting life lighted out of there. It was, uh, it was a very traumatic experience, but, um, that kind of led us into CrossFit. So it's really a blessing in disguise. If I could, if I could word it anyway, um, doctor said that I wouldn't be able to, to run or, or play sports or any contacts. So, um, I kind of found my way into CrossFit because it's anybody that's hard-headed, they're not going to let somebody tell them what to do. And, uh, that's kind of like how we are today and, um, just led us down the path and made us the, uh, the hard-headed people that we are. <laughs> so you, you suffered a foot injury of some sort and a head injury. Yeah. So, um, I had, I had a few different injuries. Um, uh, I had a traumatic brain injury. I broke four metatarsals in my, uh, in my toe. Um, some of them are still broken actually today. And there's some of them are a little bit shorter than the others. So <laughs> they actually wanted to take those off, but, um, I figured that would kind of hinder my running. So, um, we just kind of left those on there. And, uh, the other injury I had was I had a tree branch impel on my leg and, um, cut it all the way up down to the femur. So, um, it was a pretty traumatic experience. And this happened in Western Pennsylvania. You were, yes, you were living just outside of Pittsburgh, the great state of Pennsylvania. And, <laughs> um, and you, there was a, there's a story that the volunteer fireman that came to try to, to rescue you couldn't ascend the cliff, the cliff. Absolutely. And so you actually, your family were fitter and so I believe it was your brother that went down the cliff and got you guys. Yeah, that was my brother, Steve. So um, we were stuck on the side for probably 45 minutes. And um, I was on the phone with 911 and they're like, describe where you are. It's, I see trees and a railroad track. That's it. So um, and the railroad track was miles long and um, didn't really narrow it down. But uh, my older brother, Steve, he ended up being the first ones to find us and um, the firefighters like we can't get the stoke baskets up like my back's hurt like I can't do this so my brother Steve ended up carrying the stoke baskets up to us and um, then he just kind of propelled us down and, and got us life lighted but um, it's it, it's pretty crazy that uh, he kind of had to step up and do that but that's that's what's so awesome about CrossFit and like owning an affiliate I, I take a deep passion in working with anybody who's a first responder because I don't want anybody else to go through that experience of almost feeling helpless to an extent where somebody can't perform their, their job. So, um, it really goes, I, I put a lot out to, to those first responders that, that really take, take the job seriously. And, um, and, and that's what they do. And, and they come into the gym and like they're training, they're training for their job and it's incredible. And I love working with those guys because, it's, it's, it's something that's serious and, um, they really do hold people's lives in their hands and by them being fit up for their, for, for the job, that's going to help a lot of people. I actually heard your mom tell the story, um, at regionals in 2018 
Um, and she tell she's such a good storyteller, um, <laughs> but she talks about like that. They really didn't know where you guys were and, and the family was praying to be able to find you. And, and at that moment, uh, they saw a glimmer from like one of your hoodies or something in the, in the woods. And it, it just like, it overpowered me with like how emotional she was about that and, and how cool that was. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I, I won't forget my brother. He said he got down on uh, the railroad tracks and, and prayed to God that he'd find us. And uh, lo and behold, he was the first one to find us. So um, I'm truly blessed and, and, and grateful for him and God and just being able to make it off that hillside alive. So, so let's move to Papa Pancheck. Um, so he, he noticed that you guys were kind of bedridden for a while and knew that you, you guys were going to need to get fit again. And so he's kind of the one that discovered CrossFit and, and started teaching you guys in a parking lot. Yeah. So <laughs> he got us into CrossFit. He started with, it was sandbags and maybe a couple of jump ropes and PVC pipes. And um, we pulled.com workouts and he's just throwing us through a few different, a few different, like, I don't even want to say it was, it was full on CrossFit, but it was, it was more high intensity training. And uh, he ended up working his way down the CrossFit Pittsburgh with one of his buddies and he worked out there for a little bit. And then he got the whole family down there. And, and from there, we it just kind of took off and um, we've been hooked since. So um, it, it's, it's really awesome. Kind of like where we started to, to where we are today. So what took you from Western Pennsylvania to Cleveland? Because, you know, a Pittsburgher going to Cleveland is, is very rare. <laughs> it is very rare. Um, my brother, Scott, he wanted to open up a, an affiliate and, um, it was right after 2000, it was 2012, his first year at the games. And, uh, we saw, we saw it as an awesome opportunity for Saxon and myself to be able to, to really be surrounded with, with the best in the sport and, um, to be able to kind of help out and, and, and grow a CrossFit gym from the ground up, because that's something that we saw a passion in doing eventually. So, that's what we ended up stopping uh, high school our sophomore year. So we moved out to, to Menor, Ohio, finished our last two years of high school off and we just trained and, and went to school and that was it. <laughs> and so when did you realize that you had the potential to be a games athlete as well? I'd say probably from the beginning, like, like I know that anything I do, I can be very good at. And I, and I mean that in a most humble way, but like if, if, if I put a full focus on it, I know I can be really, really good at that. And just being surrounded with, with Saxon and Scott. And I mean, I know, I know that he was the best in the sport just starting off and I can throw down and workouts with him. And um, it really gave me the confidence and, and drive to, to, to try and be successful in the sport. So just to wrap up this story, I also read that you're an EMT. Yeah. So I went and I actually got certified. That was probably four years ago. And um, I kind of carried over from my accident. Um, I really wanted to, uh, I wanted to be some type of first responder. And I, uh, I, I went and did my EMT. I was going to work into my paramedic. And then I got pulled into CrossFit a little bit more. And um, recently this past year, I went in. I was going through the police academy and again, I found myself going back to CrossFit. So there's something that's really keeping me in here and um, I'm determined to stick with it until, until I kind of figure out exactly what it is. But um, I know I keep getting called back to, to competing in CrossFit. And um, this is, I'd say this is the first year that I'm truly all in and I'm really excited to uh, just kind of see where it takes me. And that, that desire to be a first responder is from your accident and what, what you witnessed back then. Absolutely. Um, and I, I just, all the people that I, that I went through in, in these classes, like it's, it, it's crazy because we need to get more fit people that, that want to do these jobs. And um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a very serious, I, th I think it's a very serious job. And um, I think that the health and fitness of, of these guys, it's, it's, it's really crucial for um, anything that they might come across. So just going through, even in the police Academy, um, I was bringing a bunch of the students into the gym and, um, helping those guys be able to kind of pass the PT test and 
it's awesome the, the way that I can kind of impact just, just by even owning an affiliate. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's incredible. So, so you finally make regionals in 2017 on a team. And that was with mentality Scott's gym. And what was that experience like? The experience on a team was, it was awesome. Um, but it's, it's really difficult. That was when they had the teams of six. It's really difficult to be able to get everybody on the same page and um, really be able to get everybody that's, that's all in. I think, I think that's what separates a CrossFit Games athlete from everybody else. It's that 0.01% of people that want to dedicate their entire life to, to, to being competitive. And I thought, I thought competing on a team was awesome. But for me, I think individuals really where it's at because – you don't have anybody else to rely on. You don't have anybody else to blame. It's like, it's like wrestling. It's just a dog fight and you either win or you lose and that's on you. So I'm hearing that you really don't ever want to do team again. No, that's not necessarily. I think, I think it would be a very special team. Like I did Wadapalooza with Saxon and Scott. And I thought it was incredible because we were all in all the time and we all had the exact same mindset. I think, I think making sure you're on a team, you just have to have the right people and you have to make sure everybody has the same mindset. And um, I think that's, I think that's really important. And um, that's why I really like the super teams when they did it in CrossFit, because you can make sure everybody, everybody really lined up with that. And um, just with the affiliate teams, which I totally understand, it's, it's just hard to be able to, everybody's working jobs. You can't make a full-time living off of, just solely competing. And especially if it's, if it's your first year competing, it's very difficult to, to be able to do that. So I think, I think just like I said earlier, just really making sure everybody just kind of lines up with their same beliefs. And um, I know when I went team uh, with mentality, my first question was, what is everybody's why, why are you doing, why are you, why do you want to compete on a team? Like what makes this so important? And if you don't have that strong, why, then how can, how can you look to your right, look to your left and really rely on that person uh, to be able to pick up the slack if you need them to, or how, how do you expect to pick up the slack if, if you need to, too? So I think, I think just making sure everybody has that, that why, and it's, it's really a true why on the deepest level. I think that's so important and just being competitive in CrossFit because you'll see a lot of people come in and out so fast, almost like one hit wonders and, I think it's, I think it's because people don't have that strong why and that, that belief on, on why they're competing in CrossFit. And so Kristen was on that team, right? Yeah. So it's still kind of a family affair. Uh, so Kristen is Scott's wife. Yeah. And, uh, and so you were competing with her and I don't, I don't even know if people really know that how fit Kristen is. Oh, she's fit. (laughs) She, she has, she has that mindset of of an athlete of you just put the head down and go and um again it's it's one of those things you can't teach you can't teach people and um she has a strong belief and she has a strong why and um i think that's i think that's very important in in being competitive in crossfit and the, so the last question about the team i'm going to say is you know we've thought about it kind of like in our round tables and at different times you know ohio is stacked with great crossfit athletes if you could make a team of Ohio athletes. Do you think you could win the CrossFit games? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we could. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some dominant athletes in this, in this state. And that'd be, that'd be a fun thing to see. That's what I was sitting down with one of our members and I'm like, think about it. I'm like, Ohio name, how many people have gone to the games? And I mean, it's, I think it was well over 15, 20 people. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And did you have some cat? No, I was just going to say, maybe that could be the next iteration of, of the team process. You know, they went from super teams now to affiliates, which sort of pigeonholes a lot of people, maybe with this focus on continents and countries and things, maybe they could do a, like a state athlete thing where you just have That'd to be, be so in cool. an affiliate of the state, right? That would kind of be neat. Yeah. So then the following year, you make it as an individual to regionals, your first, your first time. And, uh, and you made it with both of your brothers. So that creates this really weird dynamic. They take five people 
and your family is three <laughs> and you're trying to get three of the five spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I've, I've been around you guys. You are the most supportive brothers in the world. Like when, when I was there for Rogue, you were as supportive to Saxon as anybody, any coach, any family I've seen in my life. But I know that when the two of you throw down, there, there's, you don't, you want to crush him. Yeah. I mean, we all want to crush each other <laughs> in a brotherly way. It's like a board game. <laughs> so, so how does that dynamic work at regionals? You're there kind of supporting each other yet you want to crush each other. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think competing at regionals, that was, that was really incredible. And um, I won't forget the one heat. We, it was, um, it was the handstand bike dumbbell step over. And um, that was the one time we all were in the same heat and, um, just being around each other, warming up. It was, it was, it was really cool. But, um, like as soon as that happens, it's, it's go time and, and we're all competitive, but, um, I know there were a few times I remember, I remember specifically the final event, um, Saxon Scott were in the final heat. I went earlier and, uh, I mean, I was practically falling over the fence trying to just scream my lungs off, but, like as, as, as soon as, as soon as the competition's over, it's just, I mean, it's just su supportive. So yeah. does that make Steve like the other Manning brother to you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's Steve's actually, he, he's the one that got us. I don't want to say got us into CrossFit, but he was, he was probably um, at a younger age, he was probably the most into it. And he actually went out, he did, um, a ton of gymnastics seminars and Olympic lifting seminars and Sax and I are 12, 13 years old. Like we can't, we can't sit still. So <laughs> I, he would go out and do these and he'd come back and bring all this knowledge back and, and would really teach us. So, um, just in Olympic lifting alone, I mean, we wouldn't be hitting the numbers that, that we're hitting without him. And he, he really is a key part in it. And, um, I know he doesn't get a lot of, <laughs> I know a lot of people don't know exactly who he is, but he is a key part in it. He's that Connor Manning. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so at that event, Saxon and Scott had one of the greatest moments in regional history with the way they finished that 18 regional and both making it to the games. And your contingent took up that whole lower corner of the stands and they were so loud. And so what was it like being a spectator for the end of that? It was, I mean, watching it was incredible. I was actually, I was off by myself. So I was able to kind of see, I was able to see everybody, but um, it was, it was so cool just seeing everybody get behind them and um, just the passion of how much, how much it meant to Saxon, especially like I, I, I've been with him from the beginning and I know how much work he put in and um, how much that really meant to him. And just looking at his emotions, you can, you can tell that, but um I mean, I felt like I, I qualified for the games watching it. It was, it was, it was so cool being able to, to just be a part of that. And so in that same year, you and Saxon decide you're going to open an affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what, what was your why for that? So we wanted to open affiliate and we wanted to impact as many people in lives as, as we could. And especially in the Cleveland area. And now we're trying to kind of, not get out of Cleveland, but like take it more remote and um, be able to do that around the world. But uh, it all goes back to like our accident. And that's kind of how we found our affiliate name, uh, CrossFit Cliffside, because that could, it, it, it means so much to us. And not only just the first responders, but people being healthy for life and um, their jobs, just everything. Like we have people in here and um, we have a gold board painted on the wall. And that's one of the first things that we try and make people uh, get up on the board is their goal and their, their, their why, because when they're deep in a workout, I know what's going to make them tick. I know what's going to be that, that motivating factor for them. So I think it's really cool. And um, it can be things such as qualifying for your first um, quarterfinals to just being able to play with your grandkids. And I want to be able to throw my grandkid up in the air when I'm 60 years old and carry them around without knee pain, back pain, or, or any of that stuff. And, um, it just, it's, everybody has that, that why on what makes them tick. And I think it's incredible. Yeah. That was one of the first things we noticed when we, we came out to, to do the workout there was that, that huge board and 
everybody's wise on there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's a key factor in um, not just working out, but I think CrossFit because um, CrossFit pulls out the inner athlete and everybody. And I think it's, I think it's really cool that everybody, everybody can be a part of it. Everybody does the same workouts, like the open, for instance, like you have your 0.01% that are doing really well in these workouts. And um, my dad, he's 64 years old and he's, he's doing the workouts too. And like, we, we can do them right next to each other and we're going through the same pain. And um, it's just, it's something you won't find anywhere else. And it's just, it's amazing. So, so how's it going? You're, you're what in your third year as an affiliate now? Yep. We just started our third year. So how, how's that going? Really well, really well. It's, um, it slowed down a little bit with the pandemic, but I think everybody else is dead too. But, um, I also, I also think that's really good because people realized how important health and wellness is more than ever. And, um, just kind of being able to get things back to normal and having people just really dive in and focus on their fitness. And, um, some people realize how fast it can go. And it's, 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 it's the key part of life. You know, if, you know, if you want to live a, a healthy and strong life, fitness is fitness and nutrition are your number one priority. So, you know, I've been up there a couple of times and the one thing I can say is the community you guys have built is so strong. Um, the support of the people that came in to, to watch sex and do rogue. Um, you know, I can't, when Charlie and Amy and I came up to do the workout, like so many people welcomed us and, and supported us through the workout. And, um, it's, it's just a great community. It is, it is. I love, I love everybody in here and, um, the way everybody gets behind each other is it's, it's, it's awesome. Problem was it was a Saturday and you guys do assault bikes on Saturdays and assault bike and thrusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still one of my least favorite workouts I've ever done. Right. <laughs> um, so the 2000, 2019 season comes and you came so close so many times to qualifying for the games. So how did you, how did you handle that mentally to be like that, like just like Brazil was like right there. Yeah. So I actually, Brazil was, that was probably my most favorite moment competing in CrossFit. And um, there was a lot of different things that I kind of threw in the place there. I started working with um, really a key guy in in my life, actually. Um, His name's Greg Russo, but um, I work with him on just body, mind and soul and um, really bringing all that together. And it's something we've been working on since Brazil was the first live competition that I took him. Uh, he, he went down there with me and I don't, I don't really go anywhere without him now, but um, he went to chiropractic school. So he does a little bit of that stuff, but um, really a big thing is just body, mind, soul. And um, it's, it's incredible. He actually, um, right before Brazil, I actually, not many people know this, but I actually herniated my back, uh, my L4, L5. And I went, I got MRIs on it. I, uh, I went to a couple chiropractors and nobody wanted to touch me because they thought it was uh, a liability if they were to work on me. So I ended up getting linked up with this guy. And um, within the first visit, I kid you not within the first visit, my, my back pain went away. So, um, from that moment on, I was just locked in with this guy and I don't, I don't go anywhere without him now. And, um, we took him down to Brazil and he worked with Saxon and myself down there. And, um, it was one of the most incredible experiences. And now we just kind of keep moving forward. And, um, every day we just get better and better with, with, with training, competing, um, just mindset, everything. It's, it's, it's really cool. So did you like that sanctional format? I did like that sanctional format. I think the the problem with it was you would get all these great athletes at these events and only one's going to (laughs) go. So I think, I think, I think it was cool, but I think from a standpoint of getting the best athletes to the games, it's difficult because one, it's expensive to get out to all these events and 
I know Saxon and I, we, we battle back and forth every day in the gym. So um, if him and I are at a competition, it could go, <laughs> it could go either way. And um, at some point, one of us is going to have to kind of go to a different competition. But um, now with the new format, I think it's cool because you can get five people to the games um, from just one. But again, I can, I can still see if, if you plan on winning the games, you should be able to step into any competition and, and win. Um, so, I mean, I beat myself up about, about Brazil because I wanted to win, obviously, but if you can't win a sanctional and you don't feel like you can win the games, then I don't even think you should, I don't think you should waste your time there. Um, I think you need to get back to the drawing board, patch those holes, and then, um, come back next year better and better. So, okay. I'm going to skip forward because you made that statement. So patch holes. So you, you saw weaknesses in your game. What were those weaknesses and how have you worked on them? Yeah. So, um, just, just in Brazil alone overall. Um, so I think, I think I struggled with, it wasn't even that I would burn out in workouts. It would be how to conserve my energy properly and be able to do a workout the right way. It sounds so crazy, but, um, there's different ways to do a workout and, um, you need to be able to make sure you're using all of your energy in the best way possible. And, um, going forward, um, just this past year, I ended up bringing on a coach and he really kind of helped me dive into that on how to approach a workout, how to be smart, when to take a, uh, a smart risk, when not to. Uh, so I think, I think the tools were there down there. It was, it was more so in my mind on how I need to do workouts the right way, if that makes any sense. So, and that coach was Facundo? Facundo. Yeah. So, so I think Facundo is kind of like a man of mystery. Like, you know, Rich always said he was his coach, but nobody really understood what that meant. And he's now part of aerobic capacity or is he, did he move? Is he still there? Um, I think he's still a little part of it. I'm not too sure, honestly. So can you explain to me what he does? Like, do you still do your own programming? Does he do some of your programming? How does that work? So we started off with him with just endurance workouts and um, he ended up giving us this one workout and Sax and I were absolutely dead and it looked, it looked so basic, but we were absolutely dead. And um, from that point forward, we just handed everything over to him and um, we just put the trust in him and yeah, we're going to, we're going to see where it takes us this year. This is our, uh, this is our first um, competitive year working with him. Um, I know Saxon had a chance to, to be able to use him a little bit in, in the rogue in the games last year, but um, this is our first year working with him for live competitions and we're going to see where it takes us. And I think uh, just based off our fitness right now and kind of how we feel, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good thing. We're going to take a short break from our interview to tell you about our newest sponsor up before you coffee. They are an amazing coffee. It is delicious, has different little notes of chocolate and things like that. Um, And it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning. Uh, But they have a light roast. Uh, They also have a medium roast, as you can see there. Um, We are so excited about this sponsorship. Uh, If you use Clydesdale 20, all caps, Clydesdale 20, you can get 20% off your order. Just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee. It's delicious. You'll love it. Yeah. I mean, your finishes in the open and the quarters were impressive. Um, And we'll get into that in a second, but so let's go back to 2020. So you're coming off a season where you're, you're that close. And then you start into the 2020 season and COVID happens and the Glassman situation happens. And you have a very unique perspective because you're not only an athlete dealing with all of this going on as an athlete, but you're also an affiliate owner having to deal with all of this from an affiliate side. Absolutely. So, so what, are you glad 2020 is over? 
I am <laughs> onward and upward. <laughs> so, so what was that like? Like, so how did you have to prioritize that? Did you pri- prioritize the affiliate first or what you were doing as an athlete or try to just make a mix of the two? Um, I'd say, so for, for me, I wouldn't be where I am without, without being an athlete. And um, for me, that's my number one priority is, um, is being an athlete. And by me being able to, get out and compete. Like it allowed me to be able to open an affiliate and, um, really get to where I am today. So, um, being an athlete is, is a huge part, but being an affiliate owner is a, a huge part as well, because I'm not just representing myself, but I'm representing everybody else that, that steps into not only my affiliate, but CrossFit in general. Um, just like it can be, there could be a gym in Utah that's represented my affiliate just because it, it has the, the name CrossFit in it. And, um, really we, we, we all work together. And, um, I think, I think just being united as a team is, is very important in, in just the CrossFit community alone. Well, I, I know you were one of the first affiliates to like lend out your equipment Yeah, to your, to your members, <laughs> Absolutely, um, which was a great concept and got, and so many people followed up with that. Yeah. So that was, um, Sax and I, we were going back and forth. We're like, how are we going to do this? What's a way that we can, we can limit equipment where it's, we don't have somebody come in and they, they just take everything out of there. So um, we created a few different programs based off the equipment that, that people took out. And um, we didn't know how long it was going to go on for, but um, it was just something more so for people to just maintain their fitness. And um, that way, when we opened back up, it wasn't, all right. Like I dropped, I, I haven't worked out for a couple months. I put on 50 pounds. Like I need to get back into it. Um, rather than yeah, maybe they put on a little bit of weight, but they can just, they can still kind of maintain. So when they step back into the affiliate that they're, they're feeling good, they're not going to leave the gym feeling beat up and sore and injured. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think main, like maintenance was, was, was probably our, our number one goal and priority when we did that. And from an athlete side, the open had already happened. So like the hay was already in the barn <laughs> and there wasn't much you could do except for just kind of watch the news and see opportunities slip away. Yeah. So I, I actually won't forget. It was a couple of days before I was supposed to leave for West coast. And, um, that's like, just, just, just seeing that happen. And I saw Atlas got canceled as people arrived in Canada, they were literally out there. They had the whole floor set and they sent everybody home and just kind of seeing that just slip away was so frustrating. But looking at this year, that was West coast was the, the, the number one event that I was planning on peaking for last year. And, um, that's the one I put my bid in for this year because I really want to pick up where I left off last year in the season and, um, just carry that into 2021. So, so let's get into 2021, right? You, you have your best open finish ever 30th. You finished 10th in the quarters in North America. So you're definitely moving up the leaderboard. All three brothers finish in the top 10. That's, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big, like pump the chest yeah. moment <laughs> for the pan checks. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think it's, it's going to be a good year. And you got to do the first open announcement back from it being kind of gone for a while. All three of you got to compete against each other. What was that like? Being able to do that with them was, it was one of the most incredible experiences. And um, before they went out there, I'm like, listen, guys, like be blessed. Like you guys are so lucky. You guys get to be able to do this. And um, really when I saw that they did, they did that. I, I was like, I really want to be out there with these guys. And, going into the first week of the open, I'm like, I, like my dad always told me growing up that if you're not, if you're not playing or you're, you're not on the starting lineup, you need to prove yourself. And, um, that way people look kind of crazy for, for not putting you in. And, um, looking at that, that was my, that was my goal. The first week of the open was you, you need to, you need to be up at the top of the leaderboard so that maybe you do get that opportunity to be able to do that with them. And, um, I ended up getting an email from CrossFit about, being able to go out and do that with them. And it was, I, it was so freaking cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, 
so now you've you've qualified all three of you have qualified now here comes the conundrum right you again you have three brothers fighting for spots in the old days at regionals you'd all be in the same region are you did you make bids to different locations this year yeah so this year it just it we didn't really care if we ended up doing the same ones but um it just so happened that we all had a different one that we wanted to do. So um, I think it's really cool. But again, CrossFit still, I mean, you, you got, you didn't really get to pick your spot. If I think, I think they're a power ranking them or something like that. So you had to, you had to list them one to five. So we'll see if we end up getting in the ones that we put in, but our first pick for each one was, was something separate. So um, regardless, I think it's going to be really cool. Um I know Saxon wanted to do, uh, to do the same one as me, but he's expecting uh, two twins coming here. So um, the last twins week having the, twins. twins having twins. <laughs> so so the last week of the uh, the last week of the um, quarterfinals is his due date. So he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't pick that one. Yeah. When are you supposed to find out? Have they told you sort of when they'll give you a heads up on what's happening? I think next Thursday um, they're going to send out invites because I know our North America, I think they took 120, but they're going to send the first round of invites um, out. But again, I don't know if they're power ranking them. I don't know if it's going to be like, if you, if you won the open, you get your first pick and you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if, uh, if that's how they're going to do it or not. Yeah. I know. Um, I read this morning that today is the last day of videos review. And we're yeah. on what the 20 or 19th. So this is April 19th right now. Uh, last and then soon after they're going to start releasing invitations, but they didn't really specify when you guys probably know more than we do. Yeah. I know Saxon and I, I CrossFit was on it. They had, they had the videos re reviewed relatively quick. I know um, by Sunday, I think I had four out of my five videos um, approved. And then I think Monday was, I ended up getting my fifth one. So they were, they were pumping through those really quick. So, so you picked West coast. Um, that'd be a fun one. Have you heard that it's actually going to happen in California? So they actually, I think they relocated it to Las Vegas, um, this year. I know they were, had a few other options that they were talking about, but, um, I know that they ended up moving it to Las Vegas. That's, that's the rumor I've been hearing too, is it got, it moved to Las Vegas and that they're looking to move granite as well to another location. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause right now it's in an NFL facility and the NFL probably doesn't want to spread COVID amongst their players. So for sure. Yeah. That makes so sense. I think that's the hurdle there. But, um, but yeah, I did hear Las Vegas uh, for. Do you West know where Coast. they're moving granite at? I don't. That'd be interesting. It may just still be in Minnesota. It just may not be at the, the football facility. Yeah. That's going to be so cool. I think, um, I think they're, I think they only put only one of them is going to be online. Um, and then I think three out of the four for just North America will, will be in person. So I think it'd be really cool to be able to get back on a competition floor because I know nothing's ever the same online. <laughs> yeah. I, what's that Charlie? No, I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of my belief is, is it fair to qualify people for the games in two different ways, online and in person? I think you're going to have to just because of COVID, but it just, it stinks that we, we have to be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you definitely have those, those certain athletes that do really well in an online setting. So um, I think it'll be really interesting to see at the games because I know a couple athletes will be coming from um, the Atlas. And then I know they have the, um, uh, what is it? Last, last, the last chance events. That one's going to be online too. So um, I think it'd be really cool to kind of see where those athletes shake out with anybody that does it in a live event. But um, I think regardless, the, the best athletes are going to be at the games and it's going to make a, a really cool competition. So I've, I've heard you say over and over that this is your year. You're like, you're all in, you know, you believe that this is your year. You're going to make it and do, and do well at the games. What, what do you attribute to that? The coach, your all in yeah. attitude or a combination? 
Um, I think it's a combination. Um, I have a group of guys that I train with um, at the gym that, that really pushed me, but um, I have two coaches that, that, that pushed me to be better. And um, Greg, um, the guy that I started working with right before Brazil and then Facundo and um, those guys really support me and they support me on the deepest level that, that if I, if I go all in, it's going to happen. And um, I believe that, I believe that as well. And this is the first year that, I'm putting all the chips in on the table and I'm going to try and make something happen. <laughs> so I think, I think, I think it's going to be cool. And I think um, where everything shakes out, it's, it's going to be awesome. And every day you just get better and better. And um, regardless, you're learning. So when I was up there for rogue um, Facundo was on the phone with you from, from Tennessee. Cause he was working with Haley at the time. Is he still working with Haley? That I'm not sure if he still is. I know, I know that they all talk. He has so many friends. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know who all he's working with. Um, but we talked to him on a daily basis and um, just seeing how we're feeling and um, how hard workouts are and what went good, what went bad, how's life going. So it's, it's, it's really cool. It's unique. Well, the, the observation I wanted to make is that it seemed like Haley and Saxon were sharing information where they could. Um, in that short, cause it, it was very short time frames to get between the two events, but that's a really cool relationship to, to have set up for you guys to be able to, it's, you know, like Matt and Tia have, because they're not competing against each other, they can share information. Yeah. Yeah. Is no, that I happening think with you guys or? Um, not right now, but I think, I think when the opportunity comes up and, um, and you can work with any athlete. I think it's, I think it's incredible. And um, I think that's just something that, that that's hard to come by. And again, the percent of people that qualify for the games is so small that anytime you can, you can work with somebody that's up in the top 10, it's, it's, it's a very unique experience and um, something that not many people get to come across. Maybe you guys can do like a Wells sisters, Pancake brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be cool. I, I saw, I saw her sister or she has a twin too. I saw yeah. her twin sister qualified. Yeah. Um, I saw all the Smiths qualified. It's, it's really cool. It, it, it's really cool seeing CrossFit um, just really build into these families and all these families kind of move in and compete together. Yeah. So my last question before we hit rapid fire is any aspirations after CrossFit? Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm just taking it one day at a time and um, yeah, just focusing on um, training and the affiliate and, and that's it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll start with the, uh, the rapid fire. I'm, I'm going to let Charlie start that off. All right. So of the three of you brothers, who is, let's say in a sprint, who's the fastest? I'd say myself. All right. And then who's the strongest? Myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I see a pattern here. How about, how about the funniest? Who's got the best sense of humor? Probably Scott. And so what's your prediction for placement in the games? If all three of you are in the games, how are you shaking out? I think, I think we're all going to say first. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what is your favorite time to coach? Morning, afternoon, or evening? Evening, evening. Not, I'm not a, I'm not a morning person, but um, when we opened up, I did the mornings, but evening for sure. <laughs> I guess that rolls into my question. When's your favorite time to train? Afternoon. 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 And when you do get any downtime, what do you like to do to relax and unwind? Um, I, I, I just got into hunting this year, so I love that. So anything that relates to that, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so what's your favorite country artist? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably John party. Okay. Oh, I know you guys, you know, I know that crew of yours hits all the country concerts. So oh, what was absolutely. your, what was your favorite concert? Um, I went to a Derek Bentley one lot, or two years ago. That was probably, that was probably my, my, my most favorite one. <laughs> all right. Um, so we talked about, you know, obviously you guys are twins. Is there a real twin sense thing? 
Is that a real thing? Absolutely. I knew he was having twins before he knew he was having twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so did I, his twin sister. Or, right. we, both are his wife's twin sister knew. And then yeah. I knew. I'm like, you guys are having twins. <laughs> yeah. So how bizarre is it that Taylor has a twin, you two are twins and they're having twins. I think it's, I think it's so crazy. They say it's, it's so rare, but I don't know. (laughs) That just blows my mind. That's crazy. I think, I think it's so cool. (laughs) So Spencer, I also um, own an affiliate and I wanted to know what's the best thing about owning one in your mind. I think the relationships that you can build with people is you, you get people from so many different backgrounds that um, when you, when you, when you really ask people just like what they do for a living, it's just like, what? Like I had no idea. And um, I think it's really cool. Cause you could uh, you can link people up. Like, like everybody helps each other. Like maybe somebody, somebody's a contractor and somebody's looking to build a house and link those two people together. Or somebody's a lawyer, or whatever it is. I think it's, I think it's really cool because um, when you sign up for an affiliate, you're it's, it's a, it's a whole family and everybody, everybody wants to help each other. And it's, it's something that's unique. Well, I'm going to finish up with, I got to meet your dad at rogue. Uh, so Papa Pancheck uh, like likes to talk and tell stories. <laughs> so what is the best advice Papa Panchek ever gave you? Um, he, he gives a lot of advice. Um, <laughs> just work hard, like put your head down, work hard and um, let the chips fall. Let your work, let your work work for you. And um, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And as long as you know, you gave it your all, that's it. So after you left Pittsburgh, are you still aligned with the Pittsburgh sports teams? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, maybe if I moved to a different state, but I mean, it's Cleveland. So. <laughs> oh, whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland doing Cleveland things. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so the best part about hanging out with you guys is, you know, I'm from Western Pennsylvania and to hear the Pittsburgh accent uh, again, and, and your dad has it like in full force. Uh, it's just awesome. I love it. Um, I always feel at home when I'm up there and I can't wait to get back and uh, do a drop in and work out with you guys again. So uh, it'll be fun. Are you putting fries on your salad? Listen, you, you has got to come try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife's from Pennsylvania, so I know all about it. <laughs> Yeah, there is no salad without fries, right? No. <laughs> well, Spencer, thank you so much, man. Uh, it was a great getting you on finally and uh, getting to talk to you. And uh, I know you're going to kill it this year. Uh, so can't wait to see you at the games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. All right. Thanks. Have a great day, man. You guys too. Bye. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with the Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.